Hi, welcome back to the Bible Answers Podcast. My name is Harold. I'm so thankful that you're here with me for a new episode of the Fundamental Belief Series. Let us have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the privilege of this moment that you have given us to open your word. We pray that it may be a blessing in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The very first step of God toward man and rescuing him was to offer unto men what we call grace. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible said, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Grace is the gift of God. Grace is a favor that God has made unto men that he does not deserve. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is not salvation. But grace is the reason why we have salvation. Man in the condition that he has fallen, man could not do anything for himself. Because not only he has sinned, but his nature also has become corrupted. Therefore, man was in a hopeless condition. So that's why it says that we are saved by grace. It is the grace of God offered unto men that once again has given him an opportunity to enter into the gates of heaven only by grace. But that grace, we'll see that did not come without a cost. Another wonderful thing that we find in God as he manifests grace toward us is the proportions by which he manifests his grace. In Romans chapter 5, verse 20 and 21, it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin have reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound abound how wonderful is that the person who is more corrupted the person who is more rebellious the person who turned his back to god who went very far from god is the person that god seek the most is the person his heart is yearning after the most the place or the city where much more crime is committed where much corruption is this is where God's love and mercy is the most. In your life, when you feel that you are going through the darkest part of your life, this is when God is closer to you. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. By grace, we have eternal life but remember that grace has not given to us without a cost there was a cost attached to it now as we talk about grace there's something that we need to be careful man has sinned and he has transgressed the commandments of god and because of that his condition became hopeless without grace on the part of god man would be eternally doomed to misery sickness and death but God has manifested his grace, and because of the grace of God, the gate of heaven is opened back to men. However, 
Grace is not a license for men to continue in sin. In Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead in sin live any longer therein? Grace is not giving us permission to continue in sin. Oh yeah, God is merciful. God is God is gracious. God will not judge us. God will not condemn us. Actually, we are not under the law. We are under grace. That is the deception that is being preached today on many pulpits. We are not under the law, but we are under grace. And by thinking like that, man has given license to continue in sin, which is the transgression of the law of God. Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, but if we, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. If after receiving grace of God, we build, um, we continue in sin, we are making void the grace of God. Or I would say we are misusing the grace that God has manifest toward us. We are taking that grace as an excuse to continue in sin. And the sacrifice of Christ will be of no avail for us. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 to 29. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and of fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two and three witnesses. How much more sorry punishment suppose ye? Shall he be thought worthy if he had tro who have trodden under the foot the Son of God, and have counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and have done despised unto the Spirit of grace? So here it's saying, if back in those days, when people have sinned willfully, they were stoned to death, how much worthy a punishment it would be today if we continue in our sin, trodding under our foot the Son of God, and have counted the blood that He has shed on the cross as an unholy thing, and is despising the Spirit of grace. How much worthy a punishment that person would be. So therefore, grace is not giving us a license to continue in sin. We are sinners. We are guilty before God for transgressing His Ten Commandments. And God has given us grace. Not for us to continue trampling down under our feet the Ten Commandments. But it is for us to live a new life in Christ. It is for us to have another opportunity to live a life of obedience to God. And Romans 6 verse 14 and 15, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. We cannot continue in sin, because we say that we are under grace and not under the law. Now, this is a misinterpretation to be under the law. To be under the law means that we are not under the sentence or the penalty of the law. And this is exactly what happened because God has given grace unto us. 
it says that there's therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the law, but after the Spirit. The other interesting elements that we find in the grace that God has given us is the fact that grace also gives us power to obey. Let's imagine that someone break into your house and you find that person and you said to the person, look, I'm not going to call the police on you. You're free to go. You can go. So you're actually offering an unmerited favor to that person because what he deserves is to go to jail. But you're giving that unmerited favor. But God does not only stop here. God does not only stop in giving us and offering unto us an unmerited favor of freedom. But God also offers unto us power to obey. Exactly. Imagine that you would say to that person, you can come back tomorrow. We're going to speak and we're going to help you to find a job so that you can sustain yourself and your family. And the person actually came back. The, the thief that break into your house, he came back and you talk to him, you arrange his papers and you help him finding a job. This is grace. This is the grace that God has offered unto us. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, For the grace of God that bring salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly loss, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace but the grace of God which was with me. Paul was unable to live a faithful life to God because of the grace that was bestowed upon him. The grace of God came with power to obey. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In the book called The Great Controversy, written by Ellen G. White, and page 506, she said, It is the grace that Christ implants in the soul which creates in men enmity against Satan. Without this converting grace and renewing power, men would continue to be captive of Satan, a servant ever ready to obey his biding. But the new principle in the soul creates conflict where has been peace. The power which Christ imparts enables man to resist the tyrant. Whoever is seen to abhor sin instead of loving it, whoever resists and conquers those passions that have held sway within, display the operation of principle holy from above. The grace that God has given us gives us power to resist the devil. She continued to say in a book called Desire of Ages, page 305, The only power that can create or perpetuate true peace is the grace of Christ. When this is implanted in the heart, it will cast out the evil passion that caused strife and dissension. When we have the grace of, of God, the power of the grace of God in our life, this will cast 
all evil of passion that creates strife and dissension. Again, she said in the Selected Messages, Book 1, page 366, Without the grace of Christ, the sinner is in a helpless condition. Nothing can be done for him, but through divine grace, supernatural power is imparted to the man and works in the mind, heart, and character. It is through the impartation of the grace of Christ that sin is discerned and its hateful nature and finally driven from the soul temple. It is through the grace that we are brought into the fellowship with Christ to be associated with him in the work of salvation. The grace that God has given is not just a favor that God has made unto us. Yes, it is a favor. God opened the gate of salvation to us. But more than that, God gives us power through his grace to obey. So let us ask God to bestow upon us his grace every day, to bestow upon us a fresh provisions of his grace every day, so that we may be enabled to commit ourselves unto his hands, and that we may live a perfect life in his sight. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. May God help us. May God give us his grace that we may be able to serve him. Amen. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you had enjoyed it. God bless you. Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for your love and mercy toward us. Thank you, Lord, for continuing to seek after us, even though we are fleeing from you. Thank you, Lord, for the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.